Hey, Emmy, can you say this is dinner for dessert? This is dinner for dessert. Close enough. Hey, Eric. Hey, Pop. What's your favorite food? Pickles. Like, of all foods in the whole world, pickles? I love pickles. I could eat pickles any time of the day. Okay. That was my warm-up question. Here's okay. my real question. Okay. If, if a genie came to you tomorrow and he said, I can give you eternal life, but you have to give up pickles... Would you do it? In a heartbeat. Uh, hold on. Eternal. Do I just get the eternal life? Yeah, everyone else dies. Uh, that's, that's rough. That's the rough part. How would you do DFD without us? That's like the lament of being a vampire, right? Is that everybody you ever love dies. Yeah. So you start avoiding human contact and living in catacombs, and that's when you become the myth. Yeah. Do I want that? Yes, I want that. Yeah, you totally <laughs> would take Come on. Easiest question ever. Oh. I wish I wish everybody could see Eric's face right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. All right, Eric. Question so, number. Sorry, three. pickles. Yeah. Question number three. <laughs> well, it's really two point five. Okay. How how old do you think you're going to live till? Just guess. Uh I mean, I already I already passed what I thought. <laughs> so true. Uh, it's true for all of us, I think. I mean, I don't know. I'd say a good. Uh, I'm hoping seventy. Seventy. All right. What if this genie said? If you give up pickles and you give up, what's your second favorite food? What's your favorite entree? Ooh, favorite entree. Mm. Taco Bell? <laughs> the, the, whole, the whole Taco <laughs> Bell is your favorite entree? Mm, cheesy Gordita Crunch. Okay. How about this? Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to make it a little bit tougher of a question. Okay. The genie comes to you and he says, you're going to live till 70 if I don't intervene, but I'll let you live till 85 but you have to give up pickles and cheesy gordita crunches. Do you do it? I feel like it's worth it. 15 years? Yeah. But you know why? Because I love like 300 other things in the Taco Bell menu. All right. How about this? You have to give up pickles and Taco Bell. That's rough. You've just made this. Oh, man. And wait, I have a better one. Oh, my God. Uh, okay. You're making this worse. Okay. <laughs> Every time you have a thing. You get to live to 100, right? But. Like in perfect health. So okay. it's not like you're like 99 and you're like, eh, decrepit. Like you're like okay. 99, but you're like you right now. Fair enough. So you're like you, you're, you're age right now until you're 100 years old. And then I just, and then you just kaput. die. Yeah. Okay. And it's like a very peaceful death. Okay. Um, instant kind of death. Okay. There's probably synthwave play, you know, playing as you uh, 100% die. there yeah. is. And I have uh, to just give up pickles and Taco Bell? No, no. It's going to get tricky. Okay. You have to give up pickles. You have to give up Taco Bell. Now, remember, you're living to 100 in perfect health. Yes. Until you're 100. Yes. And what, are you 37 now? Yes. 30, right? So I'll that's 38 a, in like a couple weeks. So that's, like a, that's, a lot of, that's a lot of living. Yeah. In perfect health until you're 100. You give up pickles. Uh-huh. You give up Taco Bell. Uh-huh. And you could never find out how Game of Thrones ends. Oh, Christ. Are you kidding me? Everyone else knows, but they're physically unable to tell you. Yeah, yeah, it's like the block. Like if you go on Google and you type, how does Game of Thrones end? Like your computer freezes. Like you'll never find out. (laughs) That's. But you get to live to 100. You know what? I probably. 
a hundred as me right now, like I think I have to take that. Man, this uh, it's supposed to be a tough. This is supposed to be. Tough it is choices. tough. It is that that made it really tough. But I just in my head, I would have my pick and just. I would convince myself that that's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> you just like make up your own ending. Okay, how about this? This is my last one. My last one. The listeners are like, Jesus, Pomp, get over it. You live to 90. Okay. And okay. So not 100 anymore. You live to 90. You give up pickles. You give up Taco Bell. You never learn okay. how Game of Thrones ends. And you can never, ever wear your party shorts ever again. So for those who don't know, Eric wears some of the greatest shorts during the uh, the warmer months. And by warmer months, I really mean like February till <laughs> January. <laughs> you can never wear party oh, shorts. Man. All your shorts have to be um, just like boring. Like khaki. Jean, they have to be like, jeans. You have to wear jeans. You can only wear... <laughs> here you go. You get to live till 90, but you have to wear jean shorts every day. <laughs> and not like... In like a cool or, hipster way, or where, what's the other like choice? Or, or you, do I still die at seventy? Or you die at seventy, but your health like declines until you're seventy. I'll take that. So you're gonna <laughs> just live a normal. Yeah, jean life. shorts is the scale tipper. Yeah, <laughs> every G-shirt, day jean shorts every day. This is what I was trying to find. It took me five minutes into the episode to figure <laughs> out like what is the tipping point where you're like, "Eff it, I'd rather just die." <laughs> like if you were like, you have to wear jean shorts for a summer, like as a joke. Like I'd be like, "Okay, fine." That would be one crazy summer. I'm doing it this year. <laughs> I think you should do it. I think you should wear jean shorts, but they can't be like the hipster jean shorts that are like kind of cool. When no, they have to be the baggy car- like cargo jean shorts. They have shorts. to be cargo jean shorts, preferably <laughs> Tommy Hilfiger. I'll see what I can do. Um, yeah, they can't be like the cool Steve Austin jean shorts. You can't wear a black vest with them. <laughs> no, they're like carpenter jean shorts. Yeah. They have the little hook so you can put your hammer just in case you need to. And they have bring to a like they have around. to touch above the knee. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure. And you also have to wear them with New Balance sneakers with like white tube socks, but just scrunched down. You know. Oh yeah, yeah. Because instead of buying the short ones, you just buy the knee ones and scrunch them. Yeah, just scrunch Why them. Why not? Don't even fold them. Scrunch them. <laughs> Because that was a great idea. Yep. Well, come this summer, that photo will be on Instagram. It's got to happen. Yeah, I just you, basically described my dad. and yeah, You described dads. All dads. Yeah. You just got to look ridiculous from the waist down for most of the summer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, okay, so would you do it if you only had to do it for one summer? And then all the other things, would you do the 90 years Yeah, old? I would take the 90. For this age, this body to You're 90. You, yeah. yeah, I would. Smart move. But that's 60. No, that's... Yeah, it's like fifty-two years of jean shorts. Like that's way too much. If I if I did that, it's too much jean shorts. Too much jean shorts. It wouldn't be a happy life no. for you. No. I'm pretty sure that you wouldn't get many dates. No, so like it, it, pointless, pointless living. You'd have to put it on like your Tinder profile. Like <sighs> awesome dude. Like I'm really cool. I'm really funny. I host a podcast. Just one little disclaimer: I wear jean shorts. I'm stuck in a pact where I have to wear jean shorts. So like, if you invite me to like your best friend's wedding, I have to show up with like a tux from the waist up, jean shorts from the waist down. It's just gonna happen that way. Yeah. Like, how crazy would you sound on a dating profile if you wrote like, oh, I made a pact with the devil that I <laughs> no, have to gen- wear a genie pact. <laughs> Oh, I made a genie pact, I'm sorry, where I have to wear jean shorts every day. Otherwise, I die soon. Yeah. <laughs> Can you please put that in your Bumble profile? I mean, why not now? I think that would be hilarious. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll do it. I'm not that's, afraid. That's why I love you. Also, I love pickles. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't have them. Anymore. Can't have them or Taco Bell. 
And don't tell me how Game of Thrones ends because I'll see, die if I went If I went to write the word game, like the words Game of Thrones, it would just like blur them. Oh, uh, <laughs> it, it would, would yeah. yeah. I love it. This is fantastic. <laughs> I'm having so much fun. I oh, missed you guys. I missed you too. This whole two weeks off thing. It was last week off and then two weeks ago, Jonesy McJonenstein had to ditch <laughs> us to go to WFAN. Yeah. And so be, this is the first time I've, I've been in a room with Punch Buggy Jones in like three weeks. Yeah, we missed you, man. Yeah, man. Uh, I had a good time working for WFAN. They fired me promptly. You After one overnight shift, <laughs> uh, I really don't know what I'm talking about as far as sports goes. Yeah, our our entire listener base now knows that. Well, I mean, also after that one trivia session where we got every Mets question wrong. Yeah, terrible. Like, it just outed me. Like, I have no idea what I'm talking about. Yeah. Well, look, it was fun while it lasted, right? I mean, it was really, it was a really cool 17-hour shift up until <laughs> in New Jersey Devils hockey. <laughs> You could always put it on your resume, man. That's you it, know? bro. You did it. You you were a sports radio host on WFAN. That's a big deal. And you know what? I think you did a better job than Mike Francesa. Oh, 100%. <sighs> All right. No, nobody so, called into my show. <laughs> no. All right. So here's the thing. Last week, you were at a wedding. Me and Eric said, we really don't feel comfortable doing two weeks in a row without you. Yeah. So we, we canceled. Um, got some... I'll say backlash. Is that flack? The flack backlash for not doing an episode last week, and uh, we felt bad. But what we did, kind of as like you know a joke, because we're we're you know we're goofy. We put up that we're that not that we just canceled because Jones was at a wedding. We said we're canceling because we have to go to a rock paper scissors tournament in Des Moines. Ha ha! Not very funny. <laughs> Mediocre joke. Mediocre joke. Landed. It landed, but not groundbreaking. Not a groundbreaking joke, you know. I'm not not my proudest moment, <laughs> but also but, not your most unproud moment. No, I'm not embarrassed. I'm not embarrassed. Um, but here's what happened: we got an email. This is a true story from the Des Moines Gaming Commission, Des Moines, Iowa. You want me to read to you? Please, please do. It came from a gentleman named Noah. Noah More Games. His last name is More Games. His name is Noah More Games. Uh, how is that last name spelled? Uh, M-O-R-G-A-I-M-S. Noah More Games. Yeah, that's his name. Yep. <laughs> and it was, it was addressed to us, and in the CC line, Noah uh, CC'd three of his colleagues, Lois Tanding, <laughs> Lucinda Rules, and Xavier Jesus. <laughs> so that happened. Lucinda rules. Lucinda rules. Listen, Lucinda rules. <laughs> Lucinda rules. And can I read it to you guys? Please do. <clears throat> Team dinner for dessert. Thank you again for participating in the 2019 World Rock Paper Scissors Championship this past weekend in our great city of Des Moines. The officials for the championship have notified us of your petition to contest your disqualification during the tournament. Our understanding is that your technique was not in keeping with the WRPSA standards, which unfortunately rendered you disqualified and exempt from seating in the tournament bracket. However, in light of your petition and the exemplary sportsmanship you displayed throughout the championship weekend, we would like to offer your team a con- consolation prize in keeping with the spirit of rock, paper, scissors, the world's greatest equalizer. <laughs> 
We are also hopeful this resolution will dissuade your listeners from sending the Iowa Gaming Commission any additional hate mail. Thanks, guys. (laughs) Awesome. Please reply to our staff intern, Lois, with the t-shirt and flip-flop sizes for each of your team members, along with your preferred mailing address. The prizes are currently in the design shop and should be ready for shipment next week. On behalf of the World Rock, Paper, Scissors Championship Tournaments, we look forward to seeing you next year at the 2020 Games in Cleveland. Regards, Noah. Wow. Can I tell you, Eric, a little bit about this email? Please do. It literally has the Iowa Gaming Commission seal at the bottom of it. (laughs) The email address is noahmoregames at iowagamingcommission.com. This person made... Not only just a like a fa- like last one was lunch for brunch at Gmail, which is a free Gmail account. Mm-hmm. They made IowaGamingCommission.com the website, which isn't real. <laughs> this is expert level trolling. They have seals. They have a real phone number at the bottom. They have an address where you could mail them. This is unbelievable trolling. This is next level trolling. I feel like we've we've earned this because of our uh, our canceling last week. Uh, I'm kind of glad we canceled. Yeah. Because that, if we didn't cancel, we wouldn't have gotten this gem. That's. I want to frame that and put it on the wall. We should. We should frame this. I also I want to call that phone number for next week's show <laughs> and uh, see what happens. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that. I'm going to call it and I'm going to record it. And we're, we're going to play that next week. Awesome. Production piece. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, that's a great idea. I love it. Jones calling the Iowa Gaming Commission. <laughs> I love it. Oh, it's going to be so good. <laughs> yes. Hey, ha- how do me and Eric get in your production pieces? I'm just saying. You never ask us. <laughs> I'm, a little, I'm a little sad. Don't you want to be in one? I'm, I'm, I'm a, I don't care either way. I mean, Eric's in the, the feedback loop one. Oh, yeah. Oh, so yeah, and you're the whole We're Being Attacked song. Oh, I, I wasn't in Being Oh, attacked. I do love that song. It's a great song. I also say, we're professionals. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> or something like that. So that happened. All right. Speaking of the feedback loop, why don't we uh, dive into it? Wow, we're we're professionals. See, you're in there. You I mean, do the, put, it's fantastic or something yeah. in the background. Oh, I'm in, I'm in two parts in that. Yeah, the only thing I made I it. I made it into a production piece. <laughs> the only thing I did was a <laughs> yeah, whatever the, that the is. The fat boys. Yeah. I love that it's like Egyptian music in the background. Yeah. <laughs> I was on like a real Jay-Z kick that day. <laughs> Amazing. All right, so um Jen so we got some good feedback. Uh Jen Canzone wrote she had two actual great pieces of feedback. One was you guys don't agree with me on anything, and it's fine. Except Eric, we do share a love for Better Off Dead and Veronica Mars, so I'll let it all slide. Let me apologize, John Canzone. It's not that we don't agree with you; it's just that you're wrong a lot. You just, oh. <laughs> oh no! Do you remember what it was that we disagreed with her about? I can't. She wanted to retire. Um, what was it? Snack and Daddy. Oh, and I, you're I fought snack. for Snack. See, I it's not that I I I don't disagree with Snack and Daddy being retired. I just don't ever hear anyone use these terms. Maybe I'm so out of touch. It's so bad. Oh, could I tell everyone what happened off the air before? <laughs> which which thing? We were talking about words and stuff and you're like, "Oh, you know, 
thought thought or whatever it's like thought. i was like what does thought stand for and you're like that hoe over there i'm like oh that's interesting and then i go and then i see a lot of people say thick like t-h-i-c-c what does that stand for and he's like uh a girl being thick i'm like oh, oh is that an acronym and as I said it, you had to see it. Like, you guys can't see this right now. But I had my legs crossed like an old man. And I was, like, drinking coffee. Like, late night talk show leg cross coffee mug. A coffee mug. <laughs> and he's like, that is the whitest moment of your life right there. <laughs> Not knowing anything about, like, pop culture while drinking your coffee in a mug that probably said world's greatest uncle. Yeah. Or, oh, it was a Beatles mug. A yellow Beatles, submarine. Even worse. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So, Jen Canzone, yeah, we, we love you. But we also... Um, she had asked us a question. She had said that she hadn't been to Taco Bell in a, a long time, years, and she wanted to go, and she asked us for suggestions. So when Jones wasn't here, we literally took like 10 minutes and gave her a Taco Bell suggestion. Yeah. did Jones, did you listen to that was longer. That was longer than 10 minutes, guys. Yeah, it um, was. Did you listen to the episode when me and Eric literally yeah. went through everything on the menu? Yeah, you literally did, except for my favorite thing on the menu. Which is? Which is shredded chicken burrito. <laughs> Weirdo. <It's> so weird. <laughs> It's so good. It's all. It's just shredded chicken and some wacky sauce. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I've no. Actually, I've never opened it up. I have no idea what's. <laughs> so, Jen, listen. Jen asked us, and we gave her a, a total fantastic rundown of what to get. Well, she went. So she wrote, "Thanks for the Taco Bell recommendations. I had it this afternoon, and it was glorious. Nachos Bel Grande, a Mexi Pete, double decker taco, and cinnamon twists." So she literally followed our courses. That's unbelievable. I couldn't be more proud. My heart swelled when I read this. My heart just grew three times, like the Grinch, yeah. after yeah. Christmas was stolen and given back. Those four things right there are like, if if you came from Mars and I said, go get Taco Bell, these are the four things you should get. Yeah, and, and you would totally be like, okay, this is, this is the best this is the it, best place. She really hit all the she hit all the corners. She got she the did. nachos, Bel Grande, which is the best nachos you can get there. She got the Mexican pizza, which is just an unbelievable national treasure. You like where else did, are there so Mexican great. pizzas? Nowhere else. Uh, Double decker taco, so you get a taco, but you get the best type of regular taco. And then cinnamon <laughs> twist, you got dessert. Yep, crushing it. It's a perfect meal. I'm so thankful that she listened. I'm also proud that she ate that much. Me too. That's like a big meal. Like that's what I would get, but like yeah, that's that, yeah, that's a lot. Good so, for her. Much respect, Jen Canzone. Jen, I'm such a fan of you right now. Um, okay, so on the Taco Bell bandwagon here, we must have mentioned on the show to get a Mexi melt. We talked about they were overpriced, but they're little, but they're also delicious. Yeah, they're like two bites, but they're the best two bites ever. Uh, my brother Tom sent us feedback. That the Mexi Melt has been retired. It broke my... As much as my heart swelled reading Jen's feedback, it was shattered reading that. It's... You know, I think there should be a moment of silence for the Mexi Melt. (laughs) So, funny enough, I had it like two days before your brother wrote that, so I may have had like the last day of Mexi Melt. You might have had the last Mexi Melt ever. Wow. Poetic. Uh, Mexi Melt is the one that comes in a little plate and it's covered in sauce, no, right? No, that's an Enchirito. Oh, it's like a little tiny rolled soft taco, but it's got pico de gallo and then uh, melted beef and cheese with it on the inside. Yeah, it's so it, delicious. It's like very. I was going to use the word moist, which is a <laughs> terrible idea. It's like very 
delicious. Just the little <laughs> But it's it really is like two bites and it's done. But it's like three bucks, which is crazy. Yeah. But um, I didn't believe him. I didn't either. So I ran on the app to look, and it's no longer there to order. Yeah, I went to Taco Bell oh. two nights ago, and I was standing in line. And the guy in front of me, I swear to you, you can't make this up. The guy in front of me goes, he he had like a list. It was obviously, he was like ordering for like his whole family. He's like, can I get a Mexican pizza, two fiery Doritos Locos tacos, and three Mexi melts? And I like, I perked up. I looked over. I'm like, and the lady's like, oh, sorry, we don't sell those anymore. And the guy was like, are you serious? They've had them forever. That wasn't like a special. That was just, that was a menu item. It's been on the menu since 1987. Like I always remember it. There. So yeah, was that a ta- was that a Taco Bell KFC or a different one? No, it's just a regular Taco Bell. A regular Taco Bell didn't have that. No, it's, it's off gone. the menu. It's gone, oh. man. It's done, man. R- rip in peace, Jonesy. Rip in, rip peace. in peace. Rest in peace and peace. Ugh. So we we talked about things that we wanted to retire two episodes ago, or things that should be retired, right? Yep. Uh, Kiss was one of those. Yeah. Okay. So um, Lucy wrote in and said, Kiss is retiring apparently after this tour. They just added on some more dates, um, but they want to audition new guys to replace them and keep playing their music and touring. So they make money while retired. I hate Kiss. Yeah. You know what? I was like, whatever on, on whoever said the retiring of Kiss. Now, like, you guys go away. Yeah. Please just go away. Yeah, you know what though? People would go see that. I don't know if they would sell out an arena, but people would go. I would go. Really? Yeah. Ew. I don't know, man. That's not my cup of tea. No. Kiss for the birds. For the birds. I I like Kiss's music in like a vacuum. Like. If you like, uh, it kind of sounded like you said, "I like kissing music in the vacuums." (laughs) 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 No, I like their music. If you like, kind of forget that they're like wacky guys and they they do like crazy things in interviews. Like if you were just to buy their CD and never saw what they look like, it's pretty cool. There's, I think, there's a lot of music like that. Yeah, the the gimmickiness just throws me. My favorite song of theirs only has piano in it, anyway. (laughs) My favorite song of theirs is God Gave Rock and Roll to You. Uh, yeah, that's up That's up there, too. Well, that's, that's actually not. That's a cover song. Then screw those guys. Yep. They got nothing to, take, to bring to the table, then. Who wrote that originally? Argent. Argent? Yeah. Like Sergeant without the S? <laughs> no, like Rod Argent from the Zombies. He the started, Zombies like, what's your name? Yeah. <sighs> Who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? Is he rich like me? Oh, we should cover that song. It's <laughs> a good song right there. We could do there. the whole acapella. Which also sounds like Stand By Me if we do it that way. Doom, doom, doom. Which is crazy because Kiss, Kiss covered that too. Stand By Me? Yeah. They covered every song that goes doom, doom, doom. We're so good at that. That's a good. That's a good sound. <laughs> yeah, but that same, that very same Rod Argent. <laughs> Are you sure it's not Rod Sargent? It's like killing me. That is no S there. No, Argent. A R G E N T. Argentina. Like Argentinian. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it bothering anyone? Doesn't it feel like an incomplete last name? Am I the only one? I've heard it before, so it doesn't sound that crazy to me. Not a fan. I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. All right, I'm going to move on. <laughs> All right. So Eric 
had uh, a great idea earlier, which was to put together a list of uh, words that have gone obsolete that we believe should be unretired. Yeah, I figured you did things that should be retired. Let's do some unretiring. Yeah, so we we found a uh, a call a hand few. Yes, a hand few (laughs) of uh, things that should be retired for those. Yeah, I won't even explain it. That's an inside joke for the old Roco Radio people. <laughs> you guys keep that one. Yeah. <laughs> if you get it, you keep it. That's it. Uh, things that should be retired. We got a hand few of words that we believe are worthy of a second chance. Uh, absolutely. And so you, words you probably never even heard in your lives. They're beautiful things. So, so we're going to try and change that, and we're going to try and use these as much as possible in everyday vocabulary. Let's do it. Um, so first up is the word trollop which the definition is a woman who has many casual encounters i want to use this word to describe anyone who has many casual encounters trollop so instead of like a pimp or a floozy or just all of those grouped into one word trollop, trollop. i love it trollop they're, they're people, does it have to be a woman? Or no, I want, uh, I'm going to use it for anyone. So a trollop is a person who has a very laxed attitude on sex. Yes. Uh, you, you may even call them promiscuous. Yeah. Your mother will probably call them floozy. Floozy. Floozy is a good word, it's too. It's a good word. It's but good that word. one's not retired. That one's it's still not gone yet. It's still strong. here, yeah. My, my grandma would call him a strumpet. <laughs> <laughs> strumpet. So, With a hard T. So I love the word This isn't on the list Because it's not really It's not retired to be unretired But it's really unused uh, Or rarely used The word supper I use that all the time I use supper constantly But we tried to bring that back a while ago We've been trying, yeah I haven't referred to it as dinner in forever I use supper all the time I use French kiss Oh, French kiss is, is top of the list French kiss is there's no other way to describe it. Like when people say, oh, make it out. Like, yeah, that sounds gross. French kiss sounds beautiful. It does sound. It really sounds really nice. Um, all right. What else do we? I think we got to go for supper for dessert. Su- <laughs> supper for pudding. Because in England, I learned. Oh, yeah. this week I learned. A little fast forward. This week I learned that in Britain, they call all dessert pudding. Wow. Supper for pudding. <laughs> supper for pudding. I guess I have to do two production pieces this week. Yeah. I guess we just named tonight's episode. <laughs> Can you do a British accent? Oh, you don't want to hear it. Hi, Yami. I can't do it. Can you say dinner, dinner for dessert? Why do I sound Australian? You're Australian. I went, I well, went, good night, mate. Well, good night, mate. Um, you got to do it. All right. Say dinner for dessert. <laughs> what, what is you sound like a trucker. Yeah. <laughs> there was nothing British. That was an Australian <laughs> truck driver. <laughs> oh. <laughs> He still is. <laughs> Supper for Putin, I. <laughs> Wait, why can we only do Australian accents? What's wrong with us? Some shrimp on a bobby. <laughs> Australian's usually the hard one to do. Yeah, why is it flowing? <laughs> I don't know. It's so easy now. Oh, um, no. <laughs> I do work with a lot of Australians, so that might be why. Anyway, all right. <sighs> what else we got? All right, so list? another word Snowbrowth. <laughs> Snowbrowth. That is a term. <laughs> Jones is dying over here. Uh, that is a term for freshly melted snow. I love it. It's is it not snow broth? Well, it's written broth. Broth. <laughs> snow broth. But I like broth. 
Snow broth. So we're gonna call it snow broth. Like oh, look we at coined, that snow broth. Like we coined sloss at the diner. Oh. We're gonna have snow broth. Oh yeah. So sloss is a made up word that should be in the dictionary. It's the the leftover sauce at the bottom of coleslaw. So you eat the coleslaw. Oh. You eat everything out of the coleslaw, and it comes in a little cup at the diner. At the bottom of the cup of coleslaw is sloss. Yeah. Coleslaw Ugh. sauce. <laughs> coleslaw. Coleslaw. It's garbage. That's what it is. <laughs> you could drink that stuff. Throw some vodka in there. Oh, banging shots. Oh, man. Shots, 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 shots. All right. So what's the next one? This is so much fun. Jolux or Jolux? How would you how would you pronounce that? I would say Jolux. Jolux. It's a term to refer to a fat person. Like, look at that Jolux over there. Instead of saying, like, look at that pudgy kid or whatever. Like, oh, look at this Jolux little chap. So instead of, like, the truffle shuffle, it could be, like, the Jolux schmolux? Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you want to do what do you think, Jonesy? I'm oh. giving you so much material for next week for your production piece. Oh, I'd pronounce it Jolix. <laughs> Time to refuse to a fat person. Oh. <laughs> when did you get so good at You're Australian You're so good accent. at Australian accents. This is amazing. I'm trying so hard to do British right now. I can't do it. <laughs> I can't even remember how British people So I'm like. trying to think in my head because I want to be like the voice of reason here who gets the real British accent. But every time I go to say something, in my head it's coming out Australian. Yeah. So I'm shutting my mouth. I keep just going. Like, I'm like, yeah, I want to say would be like the most British thing ever. Good eye, mate. Yeah, like, all no. I keep thinking is good eye, mate. Wrong continent. <laughs> Cheerio. How about that? Cheerio. Hello. Hello. I am British. I can't do that. <laughs> We're so bad at this. Okay. <laughs> Hello. I am British was all I could come up with, Jones. That was it. That was the best I could bring to the table today. Hi, I am British. Hello. I am British. I am from Britain. I'm holding my microphone so hard right now. (laughs) Cheerio. The queen and the king in the castle. Castle. I can't do it. This sucks. That that was more Irish or Scottish. I'm I'm sweating. I suck at this. Uh, (laughs) We suck at British accents. All right. Let's just stick to words. That should be unretired. All right. Well, how about lunting? Lunting. Oh, my God. Lunting is... Uh, going out for a walk and a smoke after a meal. After a meal, so you're like, "Hey, man, that was a great, that was a great enchilada. Let's go, uh, let's go walk it off and have a smoke and a pancake." See now, I, I don't know if, if you would lunting. say if you would if you're going to lunt, or if I would say like, "Hey, where's Jones?" And you'd be like, "Oh, he's out lunting." Oh my god! I think that's how it would be we used. Oh man, if we were ever rappers and we had to rhyme something with bunting, now we don't have to curse. Yeah. We can just say lunting instead of. <laughs> The other thing that would come up. Hunting? Uh, oh, my oh, my God. How did I forget hunting? Oh, I'm stupid. <laughs> hunting. You're not stupid. You're just beef-witted. I'm just beef-witted. Why don't you tell everyone what beef-witted is? <laughs> means stupid. Yeah, that was actually the next one on our list. Next on the list. So beef-witted is a great one. Yeah. Oh, that dude is so beef-witted, bro. It, it fits perfectly, too. That's one that actually might... Might actually stick. These other ones yeah. are, 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 are... Well, Trollop, I think, could actually stick. Mm-hmm. Beef Wooded might stick. The next one should stick, but probably won't. Why don't you tell everyone the next one? Sluber de Goulian? Sluber de Goulian. <laughs> what? what? The word is Sluber de Goulian. Sluber de Goulian. <laughs> say it. It's fun. Just say it. Oi, Sluber de Goulian, I <laughs> Take you down to the Barbary Coast for a Sluber de Goulian. <laughs> So if you're being a sluber de Goulian, you're being lazy. Yeah, couch potato-ish. Yeah. The way I said it, you're being a pirate. Yeah. 
I have a feeling all Australians are pirates. Yeah? yeah. Is that a thing? Is that just making, you know, today it is. Uh, the last one is a good one. Hornswoggle. Hornswoggle. What does that mean? To scam or con. So that dude hornswoggled me. See, that's, I, I don't know why that ever left. That should be there. It's better than bamboozle. Yeah. Hornswoggle? Yeah. Hornswoggle's also a little dude who jumps off ladders onto other guys. Yeah, he is a wrestler in WWE. He's a professional wrest. And, and as creative as they are, they gave the little guy a leprechaun gimmick. <laughs> That's all they could come up with? It's Real, like, oh, G- you're... Pure, pure G- billion-dollar geniuses. Jeez. Shout out to Swoggle. Hornswoggle. <laughs> Hashtag Hornswoggle. Can that become a thing? Hashtag Hornswoggle. The one thing I'm so... Je- I don't know if you guys watched last week tonight with John Oliver. I'm so jealous of him because he always... Every episode he goes... He just makes up a hashtag and it puts on the bottom of the screen and it goes... And it trends every time. Yeah. We make up a hashtag. Like, everyone, hashtag Hornswoggle. It's not going to happen. We don't have a TV show on HBO. That's true. Jones, get us a TV show on HBO. Yeah. I don't know about HBO. I could probably do Netflix. What about, like, Adult Swim? Maybe. Maybe Adult Swim. Wow, the first podcast show on Netflix. That would be cool. That could happen. Yeah. That would be really cool. We got faces for for TV. Yeah, dude. Especially since you're going to live to 90 without aging. (laughs) Perfect. And Jones just got a haircut. How could you not want to brand something that's going to be the same for the next 60 years? That's uh, perfect. That's, that's a, <laughs> right? a golden like, opportunity. Golden up. You make a oh. t-shirt design, you're selling that for 60 straight years. Oh, my God. Fantastic. Fantastic. What do we have next, dude? Uh, next up is recommendations. Oh, Jones. snap. Hit us with the recommendation song. This is the section of the show where I stop being Australian and we recommend things that we like. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> recommend <laughs> recommendations. <laughs> Jones, you go first. I would like to recommend this little mail order thing called Hunt a Killer. I thought you were going to go somewhere else when you said mail order. I thought you were talking about my wife. (laughs) I'm like, dude, your fiance is listening to the podcast. Don't talk about mail order brides, bro. I did not mail order my fiance. (laughs) Well done. So myself and my fiance ordered this thing called Hunter Killer. And it's uh, this company that will send you a box. And in this box is evidence of a murder. A fictional murder. Did you ever do the Brad Pitt? What's in the box? (laughs) Oh, I should. What's in the box? I should. Next time it comes, I will do that. Please. So what it is is that uh, they give you a backstory and clues on a fictional murder, and you have to put all the clues together and solve the murder mystery. And once a month, or however often you choose, they will send you the next piece of the story in the box. In the first box, they gave us a map of this town, and then a, like the, the introductory letter was a letter from the sheriff of the town saying, hey, we're hiring your private detective firm, to help us with this murder mystery. And th- it's filled with things that look pretty legit as far as like notes and newspaper clippings regarding this murder that happened. There's a couple different cases. So if I don't know if you get the same one as the first one all the time. So I don't really want to spoil it too, yeah, too much. Yeah, don't spoil it because I actually... So I'm glad you... Are recommending this because I actually got this as a gift from my brother Frank and, and his wife Amy. And just because we have a newborn at home, we haven't had a chance to, to sit down and do it, but I'm super excited to do it. Oh, it's the best thing ever. Uh, we're in the process of moving right now. And I, once the whole place is set up and my office is set up, the office is going to become 
like something you would see out of like a beautiful mind or something. Like it, it's going to have like a giant cork board with like red string going to like different clues. Like I'm so into it right now. It's awesome. That's, that's awesome. How how many hours does it consume? Like when you when you sit down to do it, like. Oh, I mean, well, it's as, as little or as much as you want, really. Do you hit a point, though, where, like, you have to stop waiting for the next thing to come? Uh, I mean, you're going to exhaust um, clues or, or thoughts in your head, I suppose. I mean, you could think about it as long as you want, I guess. It's really the best way to put it. So it gives you, like, the same kind of um, anticipation that watching, like, a show like True Detective would be, like... Right, so like you watch an episode, it maybe answers one question, but leaves opens up a new question, and then you're like, oh man, it's gotta wait till next week to find out what happens. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like that. It's exactly like that. Like in the first box, um, they give you they give you a lot of stuff. Like, not to spoil this won't spoil anything, but the, the murder happens during a high school reunion, right? And this one guy gets murdered. They send you in the box. Um, like the yearbook of that school from that year. They send you like a beer koozie with the class reunion logo on it. They send you, there's probably like 25 pieces of paper to go through that are all like witness statements, but they look legit. Like it's really, really cool. There's like a couple of things that like, if you really analyze them, like they're like, Oh, that's peculiar. Oh, that's weird. That doesn't really add up, but I don't really know anything until we get the next box because the next box is going to be like in their fictional timeline it's another month has passed by of their investigation and they're sending you notes, you know? It sounds pretty interesting. That sounds really cool. Yeah, it's really cool. Each case has, I think, six months worth of boxes. So you'll get six boxes. I feel like I could solve it in the first month. <laughs> it's, it's hard. It's always the husband. <laughs> <laughs> this one is super hard. And if it's a guy, it's the wife's secret boyfriend who killed the husband so that they could be together. Yes. I watched so much investigation discovery like you guys do as well so we always know who who's the killer same guy always convinced like terry had to stop me like my fiance had to stop me from like pouring over in great detail like every single like mention of every little thing she was like no i think you're looking into it too much and i'm like no no i'm not i mean i'm assuming that's what they want you to do which is so that's awesome it's really interesting it's really well done i I highly recommend it to anybody that's awesome i'm gonna check that out maybe Yeah, I have it. I have actually have the boxes in the closet right here, but I just, we need, like, you need to sit and focus yeah. on it. Yeah. Awesome. Eric, what about you? Do you have any recommendations? Uh, mine is the Amazon Prime television show Bosch, which is based on novels, I believe. Um, season five just came out today. I watched the whole thing this morning, all 10 episodes. Wow. Uh, it's like my one of my top five favorite shows on television. It's hands down the best written detective show, I believe, on television. Of all time? Yeah. <clears throat> it. Um, wh- wh- when you say it's the best written, what, it, what about it? it makes just it- the feel of it. It's, it takes, it's current, right? So it takes place now. It's Hollywood Homicide Division. Titus Welliver plays the lead. He was the original Smoke Monster. In Lost, and he was in Sons of Anarchy. Uh, dude's great. It's very noir esque. Like, it's almost like 60s, 50s Hollywood. 
but in present. But like it, the feel of the show, but it it's current. Like everything's current on it. Like it's not trying it's to shot, be from that era. It's just shot in that. In the that. way it's shot and like the music they play, like the jazz he listens to, it's all just so. It's just perfect. Like that's the only way to describe it. Um, the storylines are so beautiful. Like the acting is fantastic. Like the kid doesn't suck. Like every other show, kid actors are the worst. She's like a she's like awesome. You know what I mean? Like it just That's it great. just works. So it's like the only show truly that with the day it comes out, I binge the whole thing every each season. This is season five now, and like I, I've done it with each each season. It's I, not a very known show. I want to watch it, but I feel like you would love it. I need a new show, so this sounds perfect. It's just it's it's perfect. It's everything you want. Out of like a, there's so many like cop and detective shows out there. You know what I mean? Like they're all pretty much the same. This one like totally puts itself above and beyond all of them. I, I, I stamp that. That's that's got the Eric stamp. I, I have to say, Amazon Prime has better original quality. content than Netflix. I'm going on quality. I'm going well, on record to say on, on original content. Netflix, like, they do good with, like, having a lot of comedy stand-up specials and stuff like that. But, like, outside of that, they've, Net- done, they've had a couple they of winners. have. Listen, Netflix has their, has their um, like, their supernatural-esque. They're, they're a demographic. I feel like Netflix hits more in, like, that late teen to late 20 area with most of their shows. Like, you have the Daredevils, the Jessica Joneses, the Luke Cages, like... And then I feel like Amazon Prime has the more drama-esque, like, like the man in the high castle and like all these, you know, I, they're just... Well, I'll tell you, some of my, yeah, I'm with you. Like, it's like the mid-30s to like mid-50s demographic, yeah. whatever that demographic is. Because like, um, Sneaky Pete was one of my Great favorite show. shows ever. Great show. Season three is coming up. Uh, Goliath mm-hmm. was amazing. Man in the High Castle. Is Man fantastic. in the High Castle. Now you're telling me about Bosch, like the, the Jack Ryan. Oh, Jack Ryan! Jack Holy Ryan crap! Was terrific. I, Jack Ryan was amazing. Uh, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel was is awesome. And one I've never seen, but it's won a million awards. Was Transparent. I watched the first season. I don't know if there was more yet. Oh, I think there was. I don't know, whatever. Two. I watched the first season though, and it was enjoyable. So like Amazon Prime. Does not get the love. Oh, I also watch. Like it should be yeah. instead of Netflix and chill, it should be Prime and chill. I watch the reason the show why with, it's not Prime and chill is because you'll actually watch. Yeah, the you'll show get into the show and you won't French kiss. They're deeper shows. Can we say that? They're deeper. More substance. Better writing. More. Like yeah. I watch the show Patriot on Prime too, and I love it. Oh yeah, yeah. John Locke is in that from Lost. A lot of Lost uh, coming in right now. I love it. But that's good. another one that you would enjoy. Patriot. I, well, I'm very excited. I'm probably going to watch. No joke. I'm probably going to watch Bosch. As you should. You, it's as it's, soon as you guys leave tonight. Oh, uh, it's so good. It's so good. He's he's such a good lead that it's all you're going to need. Like he's just that money. I love it. I'm a big fan of the Hieronymus Bosch books, and I've read really. Uh, yeah, I couldn't say that I've read all of them because I think there's 23 or 20. Yeah, a lady I work with is telling me how many of them there are. It's crazy. I've read a lot of them, and. Uh, Michael Connolly's the author of those books, and he's the guy who came up with the Lincoln Lawyer. Oh, okay. That was how he kind of got his way into Hollywood. Wow. And uh, I love Bosch. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. His it's name like, is Hieronymus Bosch, but they call him it's Harry Bosch. He goes by. Hieronymus is a great first It's a name. good name. It's a good name. And uh, the, the, the books are really, really well written and really good. And I've, I knew that the show came out, 
and I was kind of shying away from the show because I didn't want it to ruin the books for me. Well, put it this way. The show just got its fifth season. Like, you don't accidentally fall into five seasons. Yeah. You know, it's but it's not highly talked about because it's not like a flashy... You know what I You understand yeah. what I'm saying? Like, it just... It is what it is, and it's so great. What it is is great. And everyone knows that if you hit the fifth season, you're the best show ever. Yeah. Because you know what else hit five seasons? <laughs> the Incredible Hulk. Wow. With Lou Ferrigno. Wow. And Bill Bixby. Bill Bixby. And The Wire. Yeah. Yeah. And... The first Star Trek. That hit five seasons. Yeah. That's whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Half, half our audience just went, boo. <laughs> they threw tomatoes at their phones. They're either booing me for liking it or booing you for not liking it. <laughs> so, yeah. Bosh. Do it. Do it. Thanks. All right. What do you got for us, Pomp? So, mine is actually an app. And I discovered Ooh. it. Ran- I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. They were still booing from the last the Star Trek thing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I discovered an app last week that I found to be uh, very useful in, in, in regular life, especially for me and like what, what I do in, in my day job. Uh, there's an app called Squad. This app is a video chat app that's completely free, but here's the twist on it. You can screen share your phone with, with the person you're, you're on the uh, chat with. That's... Awesome for like a lot of reasons. So me and Eric tested it, and me and Jones tested it. I can call you, video chat with you. Then I could pull up YouTube, and I could screen share YouTube, and like be like, "Hey, watch this video with me," and we could sit and watch YouTube video. Yeah, we watched the new Star Wars trailer together. Yep, it was awesome. And then we went on Bumble. Yep, and, and I- you were t- be like, "Should I swipe left? Should I swipe right?" And I was like, "Left, left, right, left, left." I was like, "Oh, that's oh, so much fun!" That's a crazy use for that. That's really funny. Yeah, yeah. Then I went on Amazon and we started shopping together yep. on the Amazon app, and I was like, "Dude, there's so many uses for this. It's awesome." And Definitely. for like people that like work in tech and like software, like how awesome would that be? Like when you're like working on bugs and stuff like that, which I know a lot of our listeners are don't do that. So stuff, many things. But- like, oh, which which one of these hard drives should I get? Look, here's the two specs. Like. Yeah, you just pull like uh, it's crazy. It's yeah. absolutely crazy. Super cool, and Super it worked cool. well. It's and it's in beta, and it still works well. So it's Squad. You guys should definitely check it out. Uh, it's really awesome. So that's that. <laughs> so we got a game, a TV show, and an app, and an app. We got apps. We got apps. Good recommendation section. Yeah, nice job, guys. All right. Proud of you, dudes. Yeah, and by the way. Um, if we go over an hour tonight, I say we just keep going. No, we're just we're gonna go till we're done. Yeah, we owe people an episode. So <laughs> whatever that takes. That's it. All right. So the next segment is ask us anything. Jonesy, hit it. This is the part of the show that comes after the last part we just did. Doom doom doom. You threw him off. <laughs> I'm like, oh, how do I make this better? I guess I don't. <laughs> All right. So our first question comes. <laughs> let's just pretend. Let's just move on. Uh, our first question comes from uh, our boy Tommy, who's down. I believe he's down in Florida still. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, he he wants to know what is the best show we've ever played, or the most memorable show we ever played, and why. So this is back in our music days. Wow. Who wants to go first? Hmm. Jones, what's the what's the crazy what's the best show you've ever played? Uh with you guys or anybody else? Anybody. Anybody. Um as long as you were on the stage. 
My band, The Confidentials, played a show at the Whiskey Go-Go in Los Angeles a couple years ago. I knew that was going to be your answer. He loves this show. Yeah. Yeah, that was a really, really good time. Um, well, maybe, what maybe about was, it? Was it just the the gravity of the situation that you were playing at such a historic place? Yeah, it's that. It's um, like to me, like that's one of the top three clubs in Hollywood to play, and to just come in there and be welcomed and treated like a big act, and like people just showed up. Like we we weren't even. You know, we weren't playing on like a big show. It wasn't like we were opening for anybody gigantic, but uh, the room was filled, and we really didn't do that much promotion for it. So That's awesome. It, it went great. Um, to have the dressing room was cool. Yeah. Uh, to do like a full on real deal sound check, like never happens in New York. Like for people that don't know, right? Like a band will show up to the venue. If you're like of any kind of notable uh, size, you know, and you'll play like a large place, like a theater or an arena. You'll set up your gear. You'll go through a couple of songs to make sure all the equipment works right, and the the guy, the, the sound guy, gets your sound right and all that. And then you go about your day, and then you come back to actually play the show. And when you play the show, it's awesome because you could do like the epic, just get on stage and start playing. That's whereas all your stuff is already, your your settings are already where they are in the sound guy's booth. Whereas when you're a small band, like. <laughs> People in the the crowd watches you sound check, and it kind of takes some of the magic away. Yeah, you're like, hey guys, just pretend you're not listening to this right now. You know, yeah, but, but, in, but in New York, that happens like to a way higher level. Like I've seen people like get on stage at like big theaters and like noodle around with their guitar to make sure things work. And I'm mm-hmm. like, what is this? Like this is so unprofessional. Yeah, I for punk rock though, I think it adds it's it adds charm. <laughs> But so yeah, so you get there, your sound check. They let you do a full, like a good we sound played, check. We played our whole set, you know. Then went back, had lunch, you know, did whatever we did, and then continued on our thing. That was a really cool show. The next most memorable might be playing Spring Weekend in New Paltz in two thousand two. The it, they had like this giant stage set up for us to play, and it rained, and we couldn't play in the rain. So they brought us into the cafeteria, where they set up like this small riser, and we played to like the dinner crowd at, at a college and people hated it. <laughs> like, you know how like in a, in a mess hall, like they'll have like a cork board and it'll be like the recommendations. And usually it's for like, Oh, like was the food good or bad? Was the service good or bad? Like there were 100 index cards saying like how obnoxious punk rock during dinner. This is awful. <laughs> we played so loud. Oh, well that's, you know, you you followed the rules of the question, yeah, which was most memorable. Didn't say it had to be the best. Yeah. So, so how about for, you? For me, I mean, playing Warp Tour was like that was just like that was the coolest thing ever. As awesome. much as I hated the actual show because it was like 340 degrees and we all almost vomited on stage. I think I did. Vom- <clears throat> I, th- I think the, it threw up in my mouth. The actual just the the whole just being at Warp Tour and playing it to a crowd of people was like the coolest moment. That was a good show. So Warp Tour, I'll always remember that because of the heat. It was so hot and it was so humid. And then we're like, can we get some water to like this the sound <laughs> whatever the the people what are those people called? The water guy? Yeah, like the people. All that, like the van. It the was, assistants. It was vans who runs the warp tour, so it was all yeah. like the vans workers. Yeah, the, the, I, I want to call them roadies because they're not. They were like the stagehands, yeah. whatever. Yeah. So the stagehand, as I'm, I got up in front of the mic. I realized I don't have any water, and it's a hundred degrees and like ninety five percent humidity, and there's like dust bowl. It's just like straight dust in our faces. It was gross. 
I was like, dude, you got to get me some water. He's like, oh, no, 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 no problem. No problem. He comes with a, like a can of Monster Energy water. It was Energy a six-pack of canned Monster water. Crack it open. It is hotter than... <laughs> it's like it's like I was drinking like soup temperature water. It was gross. I was like, this is going to be bad. Awesome show. Um, that's probably uh, uh, that's probably one of my favorite ones too. But yeah, I won't use it, it for mine. But it's, it, a, it's a big deal. It's a big. You know, that was that was for us. That was like a huge moment. It's thousands. You know, of it was that, just yeah. it was crazy. We played like thrice played, and then we and then we, we played, and like people came from that stage to watch us. Like it was just a cool moment. Yeah, for sure, that was. Awesome. Um, on the other end, like most memorable, probably like Fort Wayne, Indiana. When we got stuff thrown at us on stage because we played a bluegrass show and like we didn't belong there at all. Oh my God, Fort Wayne, Indiana, dude, you're picking all mine. <laughs> I mean, so, we were in the same band. So, so. Fort, yeah, it's true. So Fort Wayne, Indiana. Um, I want to set the scene because the night before we played some like small town in like Lagodi, Lagodi, Indiana, like very rural. It was basically the town from Footloose. Like if you need a visual, it's the town from Footloose. And we play a show at this, like, I guess it was like a VFW hall, but it was like in the middle of the woods. It was really weird. And we had no expectations. In our head, Fort Wayne, which is like a pretty big city. It's like right outside of Indianapolis. We're figuring that Fort Wayne's going to be the big show and Lagoody's going to be like our warm-up show for the big show. We go there with like rock-bottom expectations. We get to this show and it is wall-to-wall packed with kids. Unreal. Like wall-to-wall packed. We get up on stage and we play, and it wasn't even a stage. Just kidding. We just got we like were set up in like one side of the room, like we weren't <laughs> yeah. even on a stage. Yeah, and the place went bananas, like crowd surfing, yeah, mosh it was, pit. It was what like you everything. see in music videos. Like it was, it was like happening live. Bananas, like like kids were like coming up and singing. We didn't realize how many of them were actual fans of the band, and we're like, they weren't there to see other people. They were there to see us, and singing every word. Like I remember, like between songs, people were in the back, like screaming, like to like at, like request, like play this song, play this song. I'm like, holy crap! Like no we were looking at each other, like, is this for real right now? It's crazy. That was a crazy night. So, so you got to put in that perspective, like how amazing that show was. So we're like, if if it went like this in Lagoody, Indiana, Fort Wayne's going to be <laughs> yeah. off off the charts. We get to Fort Wayne. And the venue is like a legit concert hall. It's huge. I would put it in the theater realm, right? Yeah, yeah. It probably, oh, yeah. Probably could fit. It was a big, it was a big theater. 1,500 mm-hmm. people, 2,000 people. Um, and it's crowded. So that was cool. <laughs> but when we walk, when we, we, we hear the first band go on, it's a bluegrass band. And everyone, and then we realize, we're looking around, like everyone in the crowd is like, real country <laughs> like i'm not talking like oh i like i like uh you know like what's the luke bryan no it's like, oh like new country no this is like real country this was like <laughs> like did they talk like oh this is real country <laughs> oh. no they did not <laughs> and we realized how out of place we were and uh so all the bluegrass bands play and they're all really good by the way yeah uh we get up on stage and we knew like this was not going to go well. Like they did not. We're like, I go like this. I remember I go, what's going on? We're decided tonight. We're from New York, and already, already there's a boo. People boo just the New York. <laughs> we're like, oh, this is going to go well. So we get like two songs in, and they're just like kind of staring at us with blank faces. <laughs> it's not. They're not clapping. They're not booing. They're just not doing anything. They're just staring at us. 
after the second song, I'm like, I had this bit the entire tour. Like we, the whole tour, we would like say the same thing on, on the mic. And I would say, this is a new song. So like if we mess it up, you know, don't throw anything at it. Don't throw crap at us. <laughs> throw S at I don't try not to curse. Um, and I used to say that as like a joke at every show and everyone would giggle. Like it was like a <laughs> ha-ha chuckle moment. Um, this time I go, hey, this is a new song. You know, you know, if we mess up, you know, don't throw shit at us. I curse, sorry. And the second the word throw, sh- like that sentence came out of my mouth, someone whizzed a full beer can at my head. <laughs> and I just, I ducked, I ducked it and it missed me, thank God. But I'm like, oh, all right, God, just play the song. Let's get this set done. So like, we didn't break the rest of the set. We just played the last four songs like straight through, no break. Remember one kid came up on stage and I'm mid singing, like I'm mid chorus. <laughs> and the kid just pulls the mic off the mic stand and starts going, ah. Uh, the mic. And I'm like, well, I guess I'm not singing for the rest of the show. That was the fastest finish a set, load the van, get out of town we've ever done. They crowded around yeah. our our van as we were leaving, like trying to fight us. Like it was crazy. It was so we almost crazy. got we almost got murdered in, in Fort Wayne, Indiana. So that was that was memorable. So Warp Tour and Fort Wayne, Indiana, I like it. Did that happen to you guys a lot where you'd play like one great show and then you'd be like, Oh, like the next one's gonna be fantastic and then you get there and it's like a disaster happened all, yeah. all the time. All yeah. the time. Yeah, it was like that with us too, like a lot. Or we'd have yep. like a string of like a couple that were like terrible, and then all of a sudden one would like in a random town would surprise the hell out of us. There'd be like a line of kids waiting down the block to get into the venue as you were pulling in. Yeah, it's so weird. Like you, you play one show and it'll be so bad. Like you'll like want to literally think about quitting. You're like, I don't want to <laughs> yeah. do this anymore. Let's just go. Home. And then like the next day you play a show and like. 50 kids are going to be asking for your autographs like like crowding you after it's you just, get off stage and you're like so I weird. just signed 50 autographs and the night before I figured like I'm quitting music that's crazy it's such a roller coaster yeah um, I would say so you nailed some two good intri- like perfect shows to bring up I think the Ligoti one before the day before Fort Wayne is pretty good that was an awesome show so here's my one of mine and it's it's weird because it, the question was most memorable right it was not a cool show. It's not a brag, brag-worthy show at all. It's actually the lamest type of show that you could ever have. It was a battle of the bands. <laughs> I know. It's lame. But here, here at, me at, um, at the downtown. At the downtown. Yeah, 100%. So, so at this point in the band, we had picked up a little bit of steam. We started getting good. We, we went on our first tour, but it was like a self-booked tour. We didn't have a record deal or anything. We weren't we weren't really like do, we were doing pretty well but like nothing crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We had written some new songs. We got much tighter after being on tour. And there was a battle of the bands and we were like we should just play it. I know we're like probably too like too established of a band to play a battle of the bands, but we found out that this other band that was going to play there was about to get signed to a big record label called Victory Records, which at that time was like the, if you were going to get on a record label, you want to get on Victory Yeah. at this point in time. And we're thinking to ourselves, if they're playing it and they're about to get signed to Victory, like we're not too cool to play it. Let's just play it. It's like you get to play three songs or four songs or whatever. And who cares? Let's just play it just so that we get our name out. It's, a, it's another way to get you know exposure. We get there, and the promoter of the show dead up, like straight up says, like no one is actually competing. The band, this band, they're called Amure. I still remember. It. They're getting signed to Victory Records, so they're pretty much like 
they're going to win the Battle of the Bands because the winner of the Battle of the Bands gets to play the Bamboozle Festival in New Jersey, which is now called like the Skate and Surf Fest. Skate and Surf, whatever it is, yeah. So we're like, all right, so we're not, we don't expect to win this Battle of the Bands. We just want to play. We listen through a bunch of bands, a bunch of bands. We get up on stage, and I remember this so well. I don't know what it was. We were just so loose that day. We were just so confident. Like, because this is early on. You guys got to remember, like, this is before we had any swagger because we were, like, not that good of a band yet. We got on stage and we played those four songs perfectly. Yeah, it was, it was the best we ever played those four songs. And it was a big stage at a nice venue and we had good sound and we were tight as hell and we had, like, awesome stage presence. We were, like, all over the stage. We brought the place down. Yeah. Like people remember, a battle of the bands is like a cheesy place to play a show because everyone is there just to see their friend's band. Mm-hmm. It's like a corny thing. It's like no one's there to see you. No one cares about you. You're everyone besides the ten people that you bring or fifteen friends that you bring at this point in our, our careers. We probably had fifteen friends there. Um, is against you because they they're there for someone else's band. We crushed it so like we did so well that they couldn't rig it because it would be too obvious they're like you guys you win we won the battle of the bands and we played bamboozle because of it and that i believe in my why it's so memorable for me is that was the moment where we actually became good like really really good band yeah it gave us that little bit of extra confidence we needed you know we won people over that were almost impossible to win over (laughs) Yeah, you know they already had their mind set, and we changed it. Yeah, so that's that's my most. And we stuck around just out of pure whatever to find out the results. Like we could have just left, like every other band did. Yeah, we stayed and we won. We stayed for the announcement. That's a good feeling. I forgot about that. Yeah, that That was was, enjoyable. It it was so early on, so it's like not you know not a big show. There was probably not like maybe a hundred people there. It was not like the memorable part was was the context of. Absolutely. Yeah. Good call. Yeah. Great answer, guys. And then my other one is... Oh, wow. No, my other one's quick. Don't worry. That was a long story. My other one is quick. It's just when we went and played Erie, Pennsylvania, and we had backstage catering. Do you remember that? That was cool. It was like first show on tour (laughs) that we ever got like catering and like sound check and like all the... Like you said. Dressing room. Dressing room and all that stuff. And we we crushed it there too to a huge audience. Erie. Here We're huge and eerie. We really are. And Lagodi, Indiana. Yeah. Shout out to you, all, you, all you towns. The Midwest loves deciding tonight. Yeah, it's so good. See, it's so funny because I played in so many groups and I've done so many different things, but it's the same experiences. Yeah. Like, oh, for sure. Like playing to great crowds that like get every single thing that you're trying to do. Like uh, there was this band that I used to be in where we would write, like we would never uh, go like granular into detail. In the music, we would just say, all right, we want this part to be happy, this part to be the clap-along part, this part to be the sing-along part, mm-hmm. and then we would just fill in those blanks. You know, however it happened, it happened. But, like, we very clearly were like, all right, like, this, that part, this is that part. And then when audiences would get it without having heard it recorded or played back for them before, we would just be like, yeah, like, that's it. It's a great feeling. Yeah. It's the best feeling. That's so what we we did that. We have one song, well, obviously... The three of you, the three of us know it because we're all in the same band. <laughs> but like with When It Was a Game, one of our songs called When It Was a Game, the chorus is just the same thing over and over. It's like, let it out, let it out. And there's one part in the song where when we do it live, where we cut out all the music and we just let the crowd sing, let it out, let it out. 
the first time that we ever did that, and I heard like yeah. the like what it sounds like to hear like a whole, like a hundred, two hundred, three hundred people singing in unison your words. Yep, was the most amazing. It's yeah, like the it's it's the, it's the best. Nothing tops it. Awesome. All right, so that was just one question. So yeah. all right, let's get to the next one. All right, so, so the next one's an audio file. So while you're while you're hooking your iPad up to the cable, yeah. I'm going to do the next question. Yeah, do it. So Brendan asked us um, if Eric and Jones were forced to face each other in a death match, who comes out alive? <laughs> the only way to answer this is if you've ever met the two of us. <laughs> like I'm a big dude, but Eric's a much bigger dude, and Eric's main job is to break people at a bar <laughs> so that i wouldn't say much of a chance i don't think see the obvious answer is eric but i want to i want to take another angle at it jones is a mad scientist jones mm-hmm. wouldn't beat you with brawn he'd beat you with his brains no he wouldn't he, he, no, he wouldn't <laughs> <laughs> yeah i would get my brains beat him <laughs> I, know, I know better than screw with that beast but that's a solid question. That is a good question. It would be like, remember in Game of Thrones, not to spoil anything for anybody, but... When, uh, if you haven't watched that part yet, yeah. then I don't care. When the, when the mountain fights Mortel in that yeah. big <laughs> yeah. tournament, and he, like, the mountain's dead, like totally dead, and then it just flips it, like flips the script. Yeah, little guy starts showboating. Yeah. Oh, I took down the big guy. <laughs> Class- dead. Classic story. <laughs> All right, so the answer's Eric, obviously. <laughs> That'd be me. I'd be laying there with no eyes. Luckily, though, I would never deathmatch either of you guys. So. That's why we love you. Yeah. That's why we appreciate you. <laughs> All right. So, Are you th- ready for that or no? Yeah, we got, an audio, okay, cool. we got an audio question from Steve, and I'm going to play it now. Yo, what's up, everybody? It's your fellow Pompafarian here, Steve. <laughs> and my question for the dudes at Dinner for Dessert is if you could domesticate any wild animal, what would it be and why? Also, whatever pet you choose will never hurt you or anybody, and it'll listen to whatever you say. Sit, stand, fetch, do a backflip, whatever. All right, I'm interested. Let me know, boys. Peace. Awesome. Yo, what's up, everybody? Oh, oh. I'm playing again. <laughs> oh, he's back. He's back. That's a good question. That is a good question. So let me preface this by saying back in the day, uh, our friend Blank Man always had this, this idea to create minimals which were wild animals shrunk down to like dog and cat size. Okay. So I feel like this goes along with blank man's original, uh, idea. Um, so for me, Oh boy. Um, I guess it would have to be a giraffe. A giraffe. You have to have a big house. No, but so are we, are we shrinking them or just domesticating them as they are? I think the question is to domesticate. Okay, I'm sorry. I was answering it as if we were shrinking them. Oh, because if you could have like a little three foot giraffe, that would be that's amazing. what I'm saying. That would be amazing. But no, I don't think that's the question. Okay, so if you you'd have to domesticate it as is, then I would obviously have to go with. Uh, wow, that's a crazy question. Probably a jaguar. It's a good one. A good one, or a Jeff. panther, maybe a panther, a black panther. I think black panthers are dope. Yeah, and there's like three of them on the whole planet. And that's why so. I love having a black cat because it literally looks like a tiny black panther. Yeah, it's pretty ba. So I'd probably do that. That's a good one. How about you, Jonesy? Bald eagle. Wow, good call. No doubt, bald eagle. I would have it fly to the fridge, get me a soda pop, 
It's Come so on fun. back. <laughs> Hang out and watch some Game of Thrones with me. I like it. Bald eagle. Very specifically a bald eagle, by the way. I don't want I don't want no other hairy eagles. You don't want Get a regular, just a regular eagle? Get oh. out of here, you stupid Rogaine eagles. <laughs> Man, those are both awesome. Now I have nothing. I got nothing for you guys. Um I can't do another cat because like you did Panther. I can't do Lion now. Right? You can. Can I do a I mean, for the wow factor, maybe like a hyena, like throw people off. That's weird. Like they come to my house, like, what the hell? I was like, it's my hyena. Don't worry. Just she eating random bite. scraps in the corner. Just eating all the garbage all the time. Um, I'm not kidding. I think I'm a hyena. Is that weird? Okay. No, wait. I, I changed my mind. Hyenas are really loud and have. that's why you <laughs> laugh like a hyena. Yeah, no, forget it. I changed my mind. I'm going to do um, uh, a three-toed sloth. Imagine what it would be like if you like come to my house and just like always just like hanging off of like one of my lamps. But why would you have to domesticate it? It does the same thing either way. Yeah? Yeah. How about a raccoon? I mean, you could literally get one as a baby and just raise it. Pick something that you normally wouldn't be able to. Fucking rhino? Ah, yes. Damn it. But I want a rhino. Yes. That would be dope. I want a rhino, but here's my here's my um, conditions. I have to have a house like upstate where I have like a big fenced-in yard. I feel like we all would. Yeah. Yeah, for my rhino. Yeah, I want a rhino. That's cool. You could ride that stuff too. Oh my god. We can have rhino rides. Like bring the kids over for birthday party. Do rhino rides. <laughs> oh man, what was that Saturday morning cartoon? It was, it was horrible, right? G.I. Joe? No, no. The one where it was like the... Captain Planet? No, no. Like they were like prehistoric and they could ride like... Oh, oh my God. And it was like the little jelly dudes with them? Yep. Oh, uh, I had the toys. Yeah, like whatever that rhino looking character was. Like that's what I'm picturing in my that. head. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Like okay. you would ride that rhino and then he had a little horn, but the horn would shoot laser beams? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that'd be so cool. Everything's better with laser beams. Everything. All right, so here's a serious question uh, from our you know, longtime listener, Amy. What one question would you ask, ask someone to get to the heart of who that person truly is? So you could ask them one question. You have to use that question to identify what kind of person they are. Okay. Want me to kick this off? Yeah, hell yeah. All right. I would say, if I didn't know you, Pomp, and then they asked me how to figure out what kind of dude you were. I'd ask you this question. If we were out to dinner and a waiter spilt his tray of drinks on your lap, would you still tip him at the end of the meal or not? If he was apologetic for it, yeah. truly an accident. Yeah, I, I, honest answer, and I'm not... Honest answer is I would probably tip him more than I would have tipped him if he didn't spill it. And I'll tell you why. Because he would probably be more bummed about the event, the incident, than I would be. Yep. You spill a drink on me, whatever. It's like, ah, you know, whatever. But he's going to go back and be like, I might get get fired. My boss is going to be pissed at me. This, you know, customer is not going to tip me. Yeah. His day is going to be way worse than mine. So I, I would I would over tip, to be honest, because who cares? Like you spill the drink. I'm also sitting down. So by the time I get up, it'll dry. 
So who cares? As being a, on the on the bad receiving end of a lot of customer service, like it, we all worked in the service industry. Yeah, coming up, we understand it. Um, I've seen way too many people treat the service staff terribly. Tells you everything. And to about me, that that's person. all I need to know about you: that you're either a piece of garbage or a compassionate human being. There's like no in between. Yeah, it comes down to it. Always comes down to. Um, how do people treat other people when the other person can't do anything for them? Yes, that's exactly you know I mean? that's that's exactly it. Yeah. So it's even like a workplace, right? It's like so everyone's nice to people that can get them a promotion or a raise or a job. So like higher up people in the company. But what about the person that's below you that can't do anything for you? Um, how do you treat that person? That will tell you everything about someone's character. Yeah. I like I like your question. So that's that's mine. Okay. My question would be what is the craziest food you ever eat? You've ever eaten. What is the craziest food you've ever eaten? And I'll tell you why. All right. So, um, I once tried Rocky Mountain oysters. That's uh, testicles. That is bull testicles. Bull testicles. See, that tells me everything about you, right? Because what that tells me is that you're adventurous. You're willing to try new things. You are okay to step out of your comfort zone. And you're generally someone that I'd like to spend time with. So it works out pretty well. (laughs) Yeah. If I ask someone like, the reason why the question is good is you say, what's the craziest thing you ever ate? And someone goes, ah, well, I'm kind of a picky eater. So I'd be like, hmm, probably not, probably not, (laughs) probably not a party animal. Probably not. <laughs> probably not great at a cocktail. If you're not party. willing to stuff some cow balls in your mouth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, that would be my question. What would be yours, Jones? What do you like better, Nintendo or Sega Genesis? Wow. What do you learn from that, Jonesy? Uh, if you like Nintendo, you're uh, you're a common person, and if you like Sega Genesis, you're out of your mind, and we're best friends now like that fair enough that is fair Gen- sega genesis is like is edgier it 100 percent is even like mortal Kombat versus street fighter you know i like that sega genesis is edgy it's like it's more punk rock metal probably hip-hop like people who in seventh grade were listening to metal or or punk rock or like hard like like hardcore rap were probably Sega Genesis fans, where Super Nintendo was probably more like people that you know played tennis. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Nothing so, wrong with tennis, by the way. So, would your question? Hey, do you great play exercise. tennis? Yeah, I do. I'll see you later. Yeah. <laughs> Sega Genesis does what Nintendo don't. Whoa, whoa! You know, you could do just say, "Who's your favorite tennis star?" And if they have an answer, you know. <laughs> <laughs> If the answer is, I don't know. If it's uh, not Andre Agassi. Yeah, I don't know. Andre Agassi. Yeah, then you're, you're, you're my peeps. Um, if you don't say John McEnroe, you're out of your yeah, mind. Yeah, you're yeah, you're out of your mind. So who asked that question? Uh, Amy. So here, we got another one. You ready? Amy. Amy. Amy's the one with the rock, paper, scissors. Oh. Yeah, I, wouldn't, I, I wouldn't even answer that if I knew it was her. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you're going to give her a complex. Uh, all right. So <laughs> next question. Blank man asked, "Who will win Game of Thrones?" Wow, that's a good question. 
By the way, uh, we did a poll last week on whether or not people agreed with us that Daenerys yeah, Targaryen. Yeah, because we, we had a conversation after the episode, and we came to an agreement. Yeah, Daenerys about is her. a she's a bad guy. She's a villain, straight up. She's a villain. She's straight up power hungry. She's just yep. going around conquering. It's like, yeah, you could be a benevolent dictator at the beginning, but it always goes south. Zero moral compass. She's only about power. She just wants power. She wants power for the sake of power, not for any other reason. Whereas like Jon Snow is like a reluctant leader. He's like, he doesn't want power. He just is trying to help. He literally just wants the people to survive. He's trying to like keep everyone alive. He's trying to keep his people alive. She's trying to be queen. Yes. She's bad. That's a bad person. I don't know. Or in the in the business, we call her a heel. She's a heel. And the thing is, it's so weird how pop culture works because nobody thinks of her as a heel or a villain because she's she's good looking, and they show the sh- like they've they've followed her throughout the show with her character arc. It's, but her character arc is going from being yeah she went from being like this like quiet kind of um, taken advantage of girl to being this like. You know, conqueror. To, she's, no, what she did was become the guys who have taken advantage of her her whole life. She's becoming just. She's as become big. them. She's a and she's got dragons, which is total unfair advantage. That's she's the other not, reason that she's loved. It's because she's attractive and because she has dragons. Exactly. That's it. Oh, absolutely. And the thing about the dragons, which it's like super unfair. It, it means that she <laughs> does not have to be in any way good at being a leader. Yep. Like she. I, it's like I have the nukes. I don't have to be a good leader. I'll nu- I'll, I'm going to nuke all of you if you you know disobey me. Yeah, that's not fair. So who do you think ends up on the throne? Who do you want? Who do you think? So here's the thing. I think there's no winner in the Game of Thrones. Okay. I think that's the whole thing. That's the whole point. There is no winner because right now, if you want to say who's who's going to win, Cersei already won. She's already the queen, and she's been it twice. She like unqueened and then queened back because she's at BA. So technically, there's already been a winner. There's always a winner. I mean, and there's always a loser. It's, there is no winner. If you want to go the technical route, then it should have never been hers to begin with because it belonged to Jon Snow. If you want to go like... Egon Targaryen. Yeah, if you want to go... Exactly, but then... That's the ultimate technical. No, but you go even deeper and it's like, you don't know how the Targaryens got the throne. Maybe 7,000 years ago, they took it from the Starks. Who knows, right? Like, my point is that there's, there is no winner. I think if the question is who's gonna, how it's going to end, I, I think it's going to end with the seven kingdoms becoming a council and, like, de- decentralizing power. Where all, there's going to be a king and a, or a queen of each kingdom, and they're just going to meet at a committee. That's what I think is going to happen. And that's going to be the point. Is Sam like, Tarley. You think Sam Tarley's going to... That's just, why I want to just be, just be leading it all at the end. It'd be good. Want everyone else to go down in flames. I feel I could see Jon Snow ending up being the hand of the king and Sam Tarley being the king. That'd be so dope. That'd be good. What do you think, Jonesy? Um, I've never seen the show before, but I want <laughs> I want Podrick the Squire to be the king. Yes. Podrick. That would be like most unexpected. Podrick. I would love it for that dude to be up there. Uh, what I think is going to really happen, though, is that Jon Snow is going to be in a diner, and he's waiting for all the other Starks to come in the diner, and they're going to show, like, Sansa show up, they're going to have Arya show up, and then... They're going to play Don't Stop Believing. Yeah, there's going to be some, some weird... It's going to be an Ed Sheeran cover of Don't Stop Believing, and then... <laughs> Played in, like, Renaissance style. Yeah, and then there's going to be a little ding a ling a ling 
and then the screen's going to go to black, and it's going to be like five minutes of blackness, and you're not going to know what happened. And then there's going to be outrage for years and years to come. Outrage. It's, oh, man. Hashtag Sopranos. Outrage. Um, that was the worst moment in my life, guys. <laughs> not not on the show. Like, when that Sopranos episode happened, that was horrible. Oh, yeah. That's horrible. Um, wow. That was a good Ask Us Anything session. Yeah. I feel like you should apologize to to, to uh, Amy, who's ne- who's going to get a complex now. <laughs> um, I'm joking, Amy. I think you guys should settle your dispute. Even, even though you play rock, paper, scissors wrong, I have no ill will towards you. I think you, you guys should settle this over rock, paper, scissors. Well. All right. So I'm down whenever. We're just playing street rules. Street rules, not sh- sh- crappy. I almost cursed twice. Not I cursed a lot. Des Moines today. rules. Iowa Gaming Commission. All right. So in the news, by the way, we have th- one. We have a lot of sections left. Wow, this is gonna be a long episode. <laughs> All right. In the news, hit it. One. <laughs> no, you just tell the story. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Uber has raised one billion dollars to research one billion <laughs> nice. to research driverless cars in order to eliminate their biggest expense, humans. So they're gonna just Ubers are just gonna be driverless cars driving around. I like that. I'm okay with that. Well, that's that's how it all begins. You S- think Uber is gonna be like Skynet? Skynet? Yeah. yeah, Uber took over. It's when it's when the Ubers became self aware. Um, that's going to be pretty crazy. <laughs> well, I'm not getting in one. No, well, eh. I don't know. I don't trust Uber drivers either. Unless, I'm, unless I'm hammered. Then <laughs> yeah, then all bets are off. Doesn't matter. Well, it's also like Uber Eats too, right? Like they're going to drop the food with a non-existent person. Then you have to go to the car and get your own bag of food. Yeah. Hey, that's pretty awesome though. Maybe it'll reduce the cost of, uh, of an Uber. But then who, who do you... Who do you tell if it's wrong? <laughs> the central central intelligence. <laughs> I, I'm sure there's still gonna be employees of Uber. <laughs> you say that? Maybe not. Who knows? So I have another wacky news story. Researchers in China injected human genes into monkeys' brains, and what it did was it made them super smart monkeys. So they have like crazy high cognitive functions now. Oh, cool. Uh, so in other news, Yet again. <laughs> uh, the monkeys, the apes are taking over like Planet of the Apes. So what you're telling China. me is they're trying to bring down society. I feel I feel very confident that every scientist in China is a mad scientist because like three months ago they were building like doing some gene editing stuff illegally. I'm getting a little scared. Yeah. Same. What, so you what, guys got it. You all scientists in China, you know, take it down a notch, please. So what you're saying is that somebody actually in real life answered Steve's question? How to domesticate a wild yeah. animal, yeah. Like they, somebody said, like, oh, I want a monkey to be our domesticated dude. And then they went through the steps to make it happen? Uh, that's what we're saying. What you're saying is I should have answered a monkey instead of a bald <laughs> eagle is what you're saying. Probably. Ugh. Damn. So that was in the news today. Wong. There was so much stuff that happened in the news in the last two weeks, but we feel it's too stale to talk about at this point. Yeah. So we're, we're going to skip all those no, news stories. 
Um, okay, this week I learned. I got nothing, but it looks like, Eric, you have three <laughs> things you learned. <laughs> no, no, I, no, I only put two. I think Jones put one. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so I put uh, the fastest object in sports is a badminton shuttlecock. They've been clocked at over 300 miles per hour. The Did shuttlecock? you know that? Yeah. The shuttlecock is the, the shuttlecock. fastest? shuttlecock. Of all the things in the world, the shuttlecock is the fastest? Fastest. The shuttlecock? <laughs> the birdie. The birdie. Um, also, Melvin Williams, who played the deacon in The Wire, was a West Baltimore drug kingpin in the 60s, grossing $1 million a day. So they got a real drug kingpin yes, to, sir. to play the character. That's pretty awesome. And Jonesy, what's your This Week I Learned? <laughs> I have it this week I learned, but then I also want to ask you guys this question. I'm going to read this, and then I'm going to ask a question. 50 Cent, the rapper, once bought 200 front seat... My brain stopped working. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> 50 Cent once bought 200 front row seats to a Ja Rule concert just to leave them empty. <laughs> that is so amazing. What year did this happen in? 2001. 2015. This happened in October of 2018. I knew it was recent. I heard the story. Ja Rule still performs? Yeah. And um, like 50 had, they had a lot of beef between like the two groups. Yeah, like 10 years ago now. But it's like never ended. And that's just like a great troll job to pull on somebody. That is pretty great. Leaving the whole front of your concert empty. <laughs> See, but in in one it would have been a big deal because a lot of people would have been there. Yes, like who shows up to a Ja Rule concert in eighteen? Oh, man, you know, like did he buy two hundred seats and that was more than anybody actually? <laughs> like there was only eight paid customers. He was probably so psyched about ticket sales. <laughs> <laughs> so we did a poll earlier today. Well, this coming Sunday, like what is it? What's day? Friday. Today's Friday. Um, so Sunday's Easter, right? Sunday's Easter. Easter's. Sunday's Easter's. So we did a poll on uh, what you guys thought was the best Easter candy. Yeah, we got a lot of crazy responses. We got some nice hits. Uh, Derek and my sister Kristen both came with Reese's peanut butter, Reese's peanut butter eggs, which are better than regular Reese's peanut butter cups. Agreed. We got uh, Easter peanut M and M's. We got. Uh, mini eggs from Allison are known. We got Cadbury Easter eggs. Peeps. Who said peeps? Uh, Tommy Sink You and nice. me. <laughs> I love peeps. Peeps, yeah. is, peeps is my real answer. Peeps is, peeps is great. Are Peep? great. Peeps are great. Oh, man. Did you guys see? So I went to CVS a couple of weeks ago. They have all kinds of wacky flavors of peeps now. And one of them was pancakes and syrup. No. What? Yeah. Syrup. Syrup. Scissor, pancakes and scissor. <laughs> yeah. uh, Jen Canzone has a curveball. Cadbury chocolate. Oh, no, she doesn't. Those are just normal. Cadbury chocolate mini eggs. Are those just the solid chocolate mini eggs? Yeah. That's, that's t- Jen Canzone. I hate to do it, but I have to disagree with you again. Oh, that's just, terrible. Eric, you're, 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 whew, you're dropping. <laughs> I don't know what you're dropping. I saw Cadbury and egg, and I figured it was the, the cream egg. No, that's what I honestly, you know why I said this is a curveball? I thought it said Cadbury chocolate mint eggs. So I was like, <laughs> that's crazy. I never even heard that's of that. Crazy. But it's just mini eggs. Oh, that's, um, that's like liking milk duds or whoppers. Milk duds are the worst. Ugh. Terrible. Milk no, duds. Whoppers Ugh. are the worst. Eh? Which are the ones that, no, mal- the ones with the malt in the middle. The ones that give your body goosebumps when you bite them. Yeah. Yeah, they yeah. suck. Ugh. 
Milk duds? Who wants that? At least Blank Man redeemed it with Cadbury cream eggs. Yes, and he wrote it like a 1995 hacker. Yeah, like very every weird. Other, every other letter is capital. <laughs> uh, Jason Katz had beats. Okay. Um, uh, Mr. Mike Jones had Bud Light. <laughs> Respect. Respect. Should have been Miller Light, but whatever. <laughs> or Natty Light. Natty. Um, so here's the thing. I think the most important thing to mention about Easter is it is an underrated holiday. Yeah. A lot of good food. The weather is usually pretty good because it's spring. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get awesome candy. It might, it might top Halloween with the quality of the candy, and I'll tell you why. If you think about it, Halloween just has regular candy and just mini size. Like Halloween candy is just regular candy. It's like Snickers bars. Yeah. And, right? Easter has like its own set of candy. It's got Peeps, Cadbury cream eggs, uh, the peanut butter eggs. Right, it's a whole, it's a whole thing. It's a, a little bit more special. So I'm gonna say, Easter. Easter's the best candy holiday. Just throwing it out there. Uh, okay, okay. Better than Halloween. I, I, yeah. Hmm. See, Halloween is like it's it's more varied. But like, they're all candy that you'd get in your normal life. That's the thing about it. Yeah, but sometimes someone surprises you with Twizzlers, or. Like a full size Snickers. Yeah, but there's nothing that in there's nothing during Halloween that you don't couldn't just normally just eat. You know what I mean? But like Cadbury cream eggs, marshmallow peeps. You know what, what I'm saying? Yeah, you know what? Why are those only Easter? That's stupid. They should sell those year round. They should just make them in different shapes. Like don't make them little ducks. Make them like I don't know. Make them little jack o' lanterns for Halloween. Marshmallow lanterns. You know, I'd eat them for Marshm- every holiday. Yeah, marshmallow Christmas pumpkin, trees, marshmallow Santa, marshmallow groundhog, <laughs> uh, marshmallow, marshmallow trees for Arbor Day. Yeah, I was gonna say marshmallow Arbor, <laughs> marshmallow <laughs> Arbor. You know, <laughs> even Mike Arnone agrees. Yeah. Cadbury cream eggs, and if you say anything else other than jelly beans, he'll kick you in the shin. In the shade, jelly beans. Jelly beans, yeah, were another thing. Like, how often do you eat jelly beans? Well, I don't eat jelly beans because they're terrible. <laughs> but they are like the equivalent of candy corn on Halloween, I guess. I love candy corn. I love candy corn. Candy corn is fantastic. I, I can't eat. I like jelly beans, but I can't eat them anymore because my mom ruined me. Why? Because my mom is one of these absolutely crazy people. That- what do you mean, jelly bean? <laughs> Sorry, continue. <laughs> she dumps Skittles in with the jelly beans. What kind of crazy person does that? I mean, they're both fruit flavored. It's not that crazy to me. Oh, no, no. Try it. They're horrible. I hate both of them, so I would never try it. It's like, why would I want to have black jelly beans, which are my favorite ones, mixed in with like blue raspberry Skittles? I think, honestly, those are two of my least enjoyed candies on the planet. Skittles? Yeah, I hate them. And jelly beans. And runts. I don't mind runts. Nerds. Nerds are all right. Yeah, nerds are okay. Okay, sorry. I was just trying to... I like banana runts. You like banana runs? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell's going on right now? Nerds and runs are the worst. Nerds are not bad. <sighs> what would you say? Skittles? Skittles are terrible. Too sweet. In the grand scheme of candy, where do sweet tarts land? I like sweet tarts. They're one of those things that you get in like a, a, a goodie bag for other stuff. Like when you start going to kids' parties, like they always have these goodie bags and you just eat your kids' candy. Yeah. Sweet tarts are always in there. Smarties, too. Smarties. I like the white ones. That's it. 
Smarties are good. The white flavored Smarties is for some reason the best Smartie in the bag. If you were going to design your perfect Easter basket to wake up to on Easter Sunday, what would be in it? Cadbury cream eggs, Reese's peanut butter eggs, Peeps, and white Smarties. Boom. And beef jerky, just to be weird. Oh, one million. I didn't know we were going that route. Yeah, yeah, man. You can throw anything in a Easter basket. Oh, then um, the cracker and cheese combos. Cracker and cheese combos is a good one. Um, definitely beef jerky. Like that's not even a question. Yeah. And uh, Mexi melts. <laughs> <laughs> Mexi melts. Back from retirement. All right. So I wanted to end the show. You know, going into Easter Sunday with some Easter fun facts. I'm just going to rattle them off quick. Do it. All right. So people wonder. You know, Easter is all about religion and the resurrection of Christ. Why the Easter? bunny and the easter eggs well it turns out that you know easter happens to fall in this be in the spring right and spring is all about bringing new life and you know flowers start blooming right so pagans always looked at rabbits as a sign of fertility because rabbits really like to you know fornicate they like to fornicate a lot and so the rabbit was always the like the mascot for bringing new life into the world and eggs are also a sign of fertility. So it was all kind of baked into this like pagan tradition about spring, like the beginning of spring and new life and fertility. Okay. Nothing to do with Christianity at all. Second, Americans spend $1.9 billion a year on Easter candy. That is the second biggest candy holiday after Halloween. That's great. Yeah. Uh, 70% of all Easter candy that is purchased is chocolate. Even that's because of the, the chocolate bunnies? I think it's the chocolate bunnies. And here, you want to know about the chocolate bunnies? Yeah. <laughs> 76% of Americans think the ear is the first thing that you should eat on an Easter bunny. Well, I got, I, got, bunny. I got news for that 76% of Americans. They're right. Oh, they're 100% right. Well, how else would you start? Just eat the crotch? <laughs> like, how are you, you going to eat the bunny? What I gotta ask you guys? Would it be too. weird if like you came to my house and I just was like, "Hey, you guys want some bunny?" And I just took a huge bite out of the crotch. <laughs> just think about it. Like, is there anybody on the earth that makes it past like the bunny's arms? No, I've you, never made it past the ears. No, you just eat the ears and you throw it out because you know we're not heathens. <laughs> so yo, why do I nobody should eat that much the, chocolate? You don't in need one that sitting. much chocolate ever. Like, why do I go to eat a brick of chocolate? <laughs> yeah, a key. <laughs> All right, so the first story of a rabbit, or the Easter bunny, hiding eggs in a garden, so the Easter egg hunt, was published in 1680, so it's been going on for a while. I feel like you skipped one. I did, because it's not that good. Oh, okay. Do you want to hear it? Egg dyes were once made out of natural items such as onion peels, tree bark, flower petals, and juices. Yeah, that's interesting. All right. Well, I apologize. (laughs) Uh, Easter takes place on a Sunday after the 40-day Lent... Lent? Um, I messed that up. Hold on. Period called Lent. Lent is referred to as a time of fasting, but participants focus more on giving up one significant indulgence. I gave up dieting for Lent, so I was successful. Respect. I succeeded. Um, Okay. You have to read it. This is a long one. You see how long this one is? You have to read it. Holy Week is the cel- is is the celebrated during. It's there's a typo. Do I have to read the typo? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Holy Week is the celebrated during the week leading up to Easter. <laughs> it begins on Palm Sunday, Messiah Monday. Nobody knows Messiah Monday. They're just making crap up right now. Tabernacle Tuesday. 
Worship Wednesday continues on to Maundy Thursday, Good Friday, Better Friday, Sinner Saturday, and then finally Easter Sunday. No way is that true. Did you make that up? Did you mess with my notes? Maybe. You made this up, did you? You had some of that in there. This is Good Friday, Better Friday, Sinner Saturday. You had Maundy Thursday. You made like the craziest reaction to that. You wrote that. That one's real? Yeah, you wrote that. For the record, these were real fun facts. You wrote Palm Sunday, Maundy Thursday, Good Friday, and Easter Sunday. We plugged in the rest. <laughs> when did you guys do this? This is... Uh, throughout the course of today. <laughs> Messiah Monday <laughs> is the greatest thing. Tabernacle Tuesday. So I was sitting home trying to find, you know, my sister went to Catholic school. So I was like, all right, I need, I need, a, I need a religious word that begins with an M. She's like, Messiah. I was like, perfect. I was like, I need one that begins with a T. She's like, Tabernacle. I was like, yes. I just got trolled on the air. Like, I, <laughs> well played. I knew you didn't pre-read it after you first wrote it. No, I, <laughs> I thought that because I copied. He it. just added Better Friday after Good Friday. <laughs> Like minutes ago, <laughs> like I saw, I got the update that it was changed on my phone during so, the show. Tomorrow's Sinner Saturday. That's amazing. Yes. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Oof. All right. So my last one is the like I can't. How am I gonna top that? <laughs> I might as well just call it quits now. You know what? I'm not even reading the last one, guys. It has been a fantastic episode. It has been such a good time getting back together with you, dudes. I appreciate you guys. I appreciate you all. Uh, oh, I, I appreciate you too. <laughs> <laughs> you, why, don't you, why don't you close it out? Yeah, do, do, the, do the close out. All right, yeah, I'll close the show out. Uh, follow us on Instagram. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what the for dessert is. <laughs> I don't know what he doesn't know what the name is. Uh, All right, yeah. so it's dinner for dessert on Instagram. <laughs> dinner for dessert at gmail.com. Send us some questions, audio files, whatever. Review us on iTunes. Uh, subscribe. All that jazz. Uh, have yourself a lovely Easter weekend. Enjoy your Sinner Saturday tomorrow. Yes. Make the best of it. And uh, we appreciate you. We love you and appreciate you. And uh, until next week, bye. Peace.
Are we recording this now? <laughs> yeah. Oh, God hell damn yeah. it. Vaginas are good. Uh, chicken? Steak? Pork? <laughs> chicken? <laughs> chicken? He said chicken so funny. Chicken? <laughs> steak? <laughs> Vaginas are good. Chicken? Chicken? <laughs> <laughs> steak? 